What's up, y'all? We are so excited to bring you the first ever Be Somebody International episode coming at you from Madrid, Spain. We talk all about what it took to get us here and how we're liking it so far. Enjoy. Be somebody podcast. <laughs> Be somebody billions. My name is Amadeo. My name is my name is Enrique. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to me, like you keep saying that you don't like the intro. You're sick of the intro. I am sick you're of the intro. You're tired of the same thing. It's the same I'm tired of it. But you're not offering. I'm tired. You're not offering any alternatives. Yeah, I know. We're gonna talk about those later. We don't have to present our. All right, well, yeah, we'll talk about it later. Welcome to Be Somebody Podcast. Welcome to the Be Somebody Podcast. This is live. Well, not live. That's not. <laughs> coming to you from coming to you madrid España. abroad for those of uh those of you that are turning in via video as you can see this is the madrid skyline sort of sort of <laughs> it's a decent view it's a decent view but we're here in our airbnb so we kind of mentioned last week or at least I like teased it a bit, and then you told me not to go any further. Yeah. Before, so that we were kind of like something big is coming. No. Yeah. No. Don't say that. <laughs> and I mean, <laughs> but yeah, we're we're in Madrid. I think so. So yeah, we're 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 in Spain. We're in Spain, and we're trying not to talk too loud because we got the window open, and we don't want to make some kind of cause a noise complaint. Yeah. But we're doing this for you guys because we, God, we've gone through a lot. <laughs> we've gone through a lot to be here. Damn. To be standing right here. It's been a, it's been a, this is about to be a very deep episode. Now I think about, now that I remember what we've been through. It's been an incredible journey and I've tried not to like remember those nitty gritty details and put myself through more, <laughs> more, more stress than I already have. Yeah. But I mean, I guess that's kind of what this conversation's for. And I'm so, so fucking glad to be here. And the city is beautiful and like the stars even with the light pollution but it's still kind of just like everything in the background i'm so i'm so lucky yeah <laughs> we're back we're back to the city that i i always talk about back to madrid but yeah man it was a journey to get here should we recap the events so i'm not gonna exactly name drop the specific no, no, this, this is how we should start this is how we start it all started with me studying abroad in Madrid and coming back. Okay, for those that don't know, yeah, we'll take it from the very yeah. beginning. And then I studied abroad here. Oh, it just turned a new hour. But <laughs> also, as you guys can see, we're trying to record a podcast portable around Europe. So bear with us with our quality, but we're trying here. We're trying. It's, it's been rough. We've had a, a rough few days. You'll soon find out. But anyways, studying abroad, I came back. I told Amadeo about Europe. And Amadeo got so excited. He's like, oh, my God, I wish this, this, and that. And we always talked about traveling to Europe together. Mm-hmm. But nothing, And the pandemic started. Nothing ever happened. Mm-hmm. And I was working on a long uh, film project. And, yeah, I don't, know, I don't know how it came up. We just came up that we were talking about. I really don't want to interrupt you. But once again, just try to keep your voice cut down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, we have neighbors. Yeah, we got neighbors for like the first time. But, yeah. Oh my God, I'm so fucking tired. 
but yeah, no, you studied abroad. Yeah, yeah. You talked about it. You wanted to get back to it. Mm-hmm. And it was definitely one of those things where I feel like maybe every friend group can relate to this. Like, we got to go. Like, <laughs> let's go. Let's let's make it happen. Yeah. We can do it. We can do it right now. All right, yeah. let's do it. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. And it never happens. <laughs> <laughs> but this time, it finally happened. It happen. With the exception. You just told me. Tell it yourself. What happened? What made you want to come back? Why was this time the right time to come back? Is it, I just felt like there was a, a lot of things going on in my life that I needed to break from. I guess for reality in a sense. Not really reality, just everything else. And Spain felt like the right thing to do. Given that my previous trip here, well, the last time I lived here for six, seven, eight months was probably the most transformative experience I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, so it felt right to come back. Um, and the events that exceeded to it was me just having like a rough day at work one day <laughs> and looking up Google Flights and then just like booking it and then sending Amadeo the screenshot of what I booked and I was like are you in or are you out and Amadeo proceeded to say I'm in and booked his flight mm-hmm. and then two weeks passed we, it was like two weeks ago we booked it right mm-hmm. yeah two weeks passed and yeah now we're here but now we should Thank talk. God about, we're here, bro. Yeah, now we should talk about our experience <laughs> getting God. here, because boy, Thank has it been a journey. Thank fucking God we're here. So, um, oh God, like, where do we even start? Well, wait, yeah, we're we at the airport. Start, so, like, we need to start. So, we're at the airport. We checked in. We got on our flight. We our first flight was fine. We had a layover in Dallas. You know, we were there. We hopped onto our new flight straight to Madrid. And everything seemed well. <laughs> and we were on our flight. And I had taken, I, I remember I was getting ready to go to sleep. I took, took some melatonin gummy, gummy like pills. <laughs> I was gonna get knocked out, right? And you were like playing chess on like the, the, well, yeah, the, the in-flight entertainment system. Yeah, in-flight, yeah. And yeah, it was really like two hours into our flight, out so, of nine. And then let's leave it there. So that beginning, that the day, you know, I've been counting down the days mm-hmm. ever since we started. Because like when you told me, like, I just got this flight, I'm making this happen. Are you coming or what? Because mm-hmm. we had talked about it, and we had said, bro, I really want to do a trip with you, like, just us two. We've known each other half our lives. We need to see something together, something different, something completely out of the ordinary, out of the everyday routine, and something just kind of like maybe even take this further you know (laughs) and grow the bond so it's just been it's been a matter of like when when is this gonna happen Mm -hmm. and i just finally decided to do it i thought the money that it cost and the time that it was going to take to come here was well the experience was so much more worthwhile or worth or valuable than obviously the price of the ticket and so far so far it has been <laughs> it's been, yeah <laughs> has been cheap cheap to be here but <laughs> um yeah so we're in the fight no we got it so two weeks passed show up to your house in the morning bright and bright and early happy chipper <laughs> excited ready to get going got my bags all set got everything packed up i'm good to go uh, I hadn't packed before, like, until the day before. 
Yeah. I think, yeah. Same. Yeah. I, I don't know why I did that. I think I decided to, I just like to freak myself so yeah. out sometimes. I think maybe the pressure gets you. The pressure makes it, it easy, going. makes it easier to chug along. Yeah. So, oh God. Bro, it's, it's late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as we're recording, this is like 2 a.m. <laughs> but if it's the right time. It's the chill time. It's the chill time. Going. It is a good time. Yeah. So it's we're in the flight, okay? We get there. We finally get dropped off. Mm-hmm. We walk inside. Everything's good to go. We check in. We get our stuff in. Smooth. They're asking us questions. We have to fill up form <laughs> out. Got it done. Yes. Great. Moving on. Go past security. No hitches there. Just keep going. And then we get some food. And <laughs> what time was it? It was like 11 in the morning. We decided to get some some fast food. Oh my god, we don't have to talk about that. It doesn't matter. So it all started with the flight. It all started with some fucking fast food, and so we like go in. Oh that. my god, it doesn't feel so good afterward. It's whatever. He's like, yeah, yeah it's whatever. <laughs> That's keep, how I talk. We keep going. Yeah, it's whatever. We keep going. We wait for the flight. Everything's chill. We're looking at places we like to see. Once we know that we get here, and then we take our first flight, and that's to Dallas. And that was really no big deal. That was mm-hmm. like every other flight to Dallas I've ever taken. Um, and that was just specifically from Albuquerque. That's like, what, a little over an hour and a half. If that. Yeah, it was like an hour flight. And it, it was, was fine. fine. Yeah. It was kind of turbulent, mm-hmm. but that was it. Yeah. And then we're chilling in Dallas-Fort Worth for just a couple hours. And you want to pick it up from here? <laughs> yeah, then we got, we got on the plane. <laughs> We're flying to Madrid. We're like two hours in. At this point, I'm, I'm trying to go to sleep because it's a nine-hour flight. So I take melatonin pills. And yeah, and then you're playing chess. And everything seems smoothly until <laughs> we hear the pilot on the intercom. Just what was the exact word he said? He was like, uh, passengers, um, I want to inform you that we are due to um a system malfunction warning we are doing an emergency landing and turning around and going back to dallas and all of us are kind of like okay like first thought for me was like um like this is lame like oh it's so inconvenient i have to go back get another flight this and that and it's kind of like you know we're like whatever annoyed pissed um but things start escalating within the next five to ten minutes. The flight attendants then start instructing us. They start hustling, bro. They start hustling, yeah. Out of nowhere, it seems like out of nowhere, like everyone was like in the first five minutes, like, okay. And I feel like the okay. flight flight attendants got information that we didn't know. Mm-hmm. And then they started hustling. Mm-hmm. And they started preparing a lot of things and then slowly, piece by piece, started informing us of what was to come. And they didn't specifically tell us what was happening other than teaching us and instructing us how to prepare for an emergency landing. So it went back from us thinking we were just going to go back to the, air, like the airport and just land and switch another plane or something to them teaching us and getting us ready mentally to uh, brace for impact and teaching, going over all the in-depth safety guidelines about bracing for impact, hearing the commands, what to do and we and Amadeo and I were sitting like kind of in the semi front row of 
where like two of the exit doors were and we're there watching them instruct the two people next to the exit doors how to open the exit doors and teach them everything they didn't know the inflammation telling us once you know once everything gets inflammated for us to leave all our stuff don't bring your bags nothing like the important thing is that we get out of the plane as soon as possible this and that and and keep in mind this is all goes from like a period of like initially you know when they told us to then 10 minutes to what i'm describing to, to then the rest of the flight that it took yeah. to get back to dallas and so i that was definitely the worst fucking part yeah. because they said no, but but within the hour, not even the hour, within the 45 minutes, you pointed something out that I didn't even see, which was in the window of the plane, they were just throwing gasoline out of the plane. And you could just see gasoline flying out of they the plane. Were, they were ejecting the fuel from the wings at 37,000 feet. And so it was just like a white mist spraying mm-hmm. from the fucking airplane wings. And so it looked like... If you didn't exactly know what that was, it almost looked like it could look like smoke, mm-hmm. you know, white smoke right. coming from coming from the wings of the plane. And of course, if it was actively burning, it would be like black or some right. other horrible color. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. But even just seeing like the plane spraying all sorts of fuel out, and it's like, oh shit, are they gonna spray all of it out? Are we just gonna fucking just like descend? Yeah. You know, is it over? Yeah. Are we but, about but to fail? The biggest thing is that like they were informing us about a bunch of procedures. That's right. And what to expect, but they weren't necessarily telling us what was happening. Oh. And so given all the time that that we had to ourselves within the instructions, you know, you look around and everyone's kind of panicking. You can see like a, a wave of just like tense air and anxiety with from everyone and even ourselves like like do you like i mean i'll go ahead and start talking about like how like we it was almost to the point where like it was told to us that you know the plane is potentially going to crash down and we have to brace for impact it's kind of what was being relayed to us mm-hmm. and to be prepared for like basically to get out of the plane as soon as possible mm-hmm. you know once if if we get to that point and so I don't think I was the only one that felt this way, but everyone kind of had the idea of, you know, hey, we might potentially die in this today within the next hour. And there was about, oh yeah, you, you can you can tell, tell your side. Well, we talked about it. Like we were, Amadeo and I were sitting next to each other. Mm-hmm. So we were like, like, just like kind of looking trying back. I was, look, I was looking at you. You were looking yeah. at me. You're all sleepy. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Keep in mind, I took my melatonin pills. And right when all of this happened, <laughs> the melatonin pills hit me. And I was just there, like, super, like, mellow and chill because of, like, the sleepiness and tired of the pills. But also at the same time, like, like shaking for a bit of just, like, the nervousness of, like, yo, we might die. Like, we might, it might be over right here. And, yeah, there was just, like, this weird, tense air in the cabin of everyone just kind of... It was so interesting to see it unfold because, I mean, when I first heard the words that he was, like, preparing some sort of, like, we might have to perform an emergency landing. Mm -hmm. When I heard emergency landing, I felt the fucking shock course through my body and right. through my legs especially like i really really could distinguish it in my legs yeah it was just like straight down like a sting almost. right and i got cold i was fucking shivering 
on the plane and I was not cold. I had not been cold before. I'd been, I was wearing my, my sweater, the mm -hmm. air was on, I felt good, I was ready to go. I've been playing chess and losing every game. <laughs> <laughs> was trying mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden i was afraid for my life mm -hmm. and i do really want to acknowledge both the captain and the flight attendants for the job that they did because they truly tried their best and it was noted in the fact that they did not show how afraid they might have been on their faces and for the most part in their voices yeah if you listened real close you could tell that there was a yeah bit of like they were kind of they were tension and and what added even more another layer of chaoticness was that this flight was going to madrid and only one or two of the flight attendants out of the other four or five spoke spanish, spanish. Mm -hmm. so they had to constantly be translating and there All was the information there was so many people that were only spanish speakers in the flight mm -hmm. that once we got information in english they were like freaking like, out like looking around like yeah what they just said I yeah exactly said. and yeah like it, i think just so much factors just added to this level of commotion and like anxiety on the flight from everyone else you know but i will also have to say at least i didn't hear it happen no one like lost it yeah no one lost it right no one around yeah. us like started screaming or started crying mm -hmm. uncontrollably or started like begging mm -hmm. for their life or whatever the fuck mm -hmm. it, it was just kind of just silent and, and you know you know what and i think my theory is to that voices and, and this might be getting a little bit more like mental stuff but i feel like for me when i was going through all that and like processing that hey this you know i might it's it might be over for us you know i think it was more of like the factor of like realizing that there's nothing that you can do to really like save yourself right now other than that like your life is literally in someone else's hands mm -hmm. And in someone and other factors of the universe that you can't control, and it's just kind of like a sense of like there is nothing you can do other than no. just kind of sit there and just kind of no. wait. You kind of relinquish your self-preservation because there's no point in maintaining it anymore. You don't, you don't have it anymore, right? Because like you just said, your life is in someone else's hands. I don't know how to fly a fucking plane. I'm not about to like break it all down. I don't have mm -hmm. a parachute under my seat. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. can't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. I can't do anything. Whatever happens, it is going to happen yeah and if it has to happen well i thought about a lot in that hour and a half that it took to get back and got was that an hour and a half man that was that felt like the longest the Just longest every, every minute and like looking out mm -hmm. of both windows on both sides because like we everyone on the plane had to have their window open for mm -hmm. visibility yeah because the flight tents were just running up and down well not running but they were like yeah they were just they were doing they were quick. doing they so. were moving mm -hmm. and there couldn't be like any possibility for a random hazard like in the aisle if like there were to trip over something yeah. random yeah you know what I mean? so just like i could see out both windows and looking carefully like are we descending are we is anything happening is anything changing mm -hmm. is there smoke coming out the wing right has the engine blown <laughs> did they stop spraying gas because they did mm -hmm. eventually at one point the first explanation they gave us was that uh, um, the plane was too heavy. Yeah. The biggest airplane ever made was too heavy to fly. Yeah. And if they were to continue flying at the weight at which they were flying, mm -hmm. they would have burned through too much fuel and wouldn't have made it to Spain. Right. That was the first explanation. Yeah. And so they said, we have to eject fuel to reduce weight and return to Houston as soon as humanly possible right and that's what they did at first they said it would take 40 minutes then it took an 
Then they said it'd take about an hour, and then it took an hour and a half to finally touch down onto the uh, the runway. And you mentioned, do you want to talk about what you mentioned? The fact that it could be a bumpy landing. Oh yeah. <laughs> so they were like, keep uh, they were like informing us as things were happening, and the closer we got to it, they were like, oh, thirty minutes out, you know, twenty minutes out, and then the captain mentioned. Okay, y'all, like, we're about 20 minutes out, 15 minutes out. Um, once again, remember, like, what we what we went over, like, the whole brace thing, because it's potentially from they were, he was describing it as when we land, we, it might be a bumpy land, to put it nicely, in terms of basically coming down as slow as possible. And in a sense, just kind of, from my understanding, because of the weight, we were slow enough uh, that we thought it was the weight, in a sense, just kind of collapsed to the ground. And so he mentioned whenever we do land, not to be warned or scared if we see tons of like firefighters and like ambulances and stuff around us because, you know, they're there for us like policy and procedure wise to, you know, take care of anything if anything happens. And hearing him trying to describe to us this, all of us was going on the most like professional and like correctly worded way of saying things but in my eyes i was just like okay so you're saying that we might crash right onto the ground and something might erupt and the firefighters are put it down if it does erupt and ambulances are there for us people can get hurt people can get hurt and take care of us and just hearing these things of like the possibilities that pop in your head like what can happen just does not help in the situation knowing that you're like 15 minutes out from this happening um yeah, it's like now making our approach yeah. to Dallas and kind of looking out and a beautiful day. <laughs> a beautiful day. Just like up above those big white clouds. Yeah. And you had the sun on the horizon. It was just like splashing everything in gold and in orange. And I literally thought to myself, which is a horrible thing to think of yourself, but I thought to myself, what a beautiful day to die. Damn. <laughs> I did not think that, but... <laughs> I was like, what a beautiful yeah. day to die. Did, did you like, did you like deep down think there was a possibility you like, you were like. I did. I did. It's yeah. over. I didn't. I didn't I, I, believe I it. Think, I think everyone in that flight did, to be honest. Perhaps that's the reason why no one just completely lost it. Yeah. Because it wasn't like, mm-hmm. I feel like maybe in a situation where you think you can, there is a way out. Yeah. Maybe you start to panic a little bit more. But mm-hmm. if it's just like complete. There's like there's nothing, nothing. There's we nothing do, we could have done other only, than. There are only a like two, three people on this, in this circumstance that can maybe pull us out of the situation and you are not one of those people, yeah. then maybe you begin to accept. Right. And so, I mean, there were like quiet voices telling each other it's going to be okay. There was yeah. a woman next to us holding her face in her hands. And it was just like... Yeah. Our, I, I think the worst part is oh the family God. that was sitting like two rows beside us to the right, oh like God. watching like these little kids with like their seatbelt and like, going into the brace position i was like jesus this is this is horrible <laughs> it's just like and the worst part is just the amount of time like it was a whole hour for us to get back and it was and, like a whole nother flight yeah yeah and from my understanding it's, it's just like it took so long because they were trying to i think they had to like scramble to contact air traffic control and figure out a route that would get them back on the ground as soon as possible yeah. and make sure that dallas fort worth like I have been mentioning, one of the busiest airports in the United States and in the world 
did not have a bunch of planes around the runway right. during that time because we needed to be on the ground at this yeah. exact moment. Mm. There could be no delay. Yeah. Because there will be no time. Right. Yeah. There will be no time. Yeah. So that was pretty. Yeah. But but what I'm trying to get at is just I think the amount of time you spend alone with your thoughts for an extended period of time in these situations is really what like got to me at least where it was just kind of like and i kept trying to like hype myself up in like not the way of like oh you know like, yeah but more of like the aspect of just like trying to think it logically like okay if we're coming back you know that means the plane isn't just gonna crash out of nowhere to wherever we are like it functions enough that they're planning for us to make it there and you know we're coming to the airport which means you know i was just trying to like logically make it sense that we we're gonna be okay but still, it would stop. <laughs> trying to no, trying to piece it all together, and maybe in those small pieces, find some hope. Yeah. And like, okay, man, gonna, it was scary. I, I feel like we're making it seem like super dramatic and all that, but like, it was cra- It literally happened two days ago. Yeah. Yeah, it was two of, days as ago. Of recording this as of recording this podcast, yeah, two, two days ago. ago. And uh... <laughs> honestly, like, I could say, like, hands down, now that's probably like probably the scariest moment in my life. I don't think I've ever been as scared as I've been in my life than that point. No, nor have I. I was also like weirdly calm at the same time. Yeah, I was also weirdly calm. We were both calm. We were like, we were just kind of like, yeah, we were just like, I'd like bump my shoulder when you saw me staring into space. I was was thinking of everybody, but I was thinking of my family. I'm thinking of like the people I've been close to, the, the things I've seen, everywhere I've been, things I've felt and kind of thinking here and there about what I wanted to do but knowing that that wouldn't matter <laughs> yeah what did matter was everything that had happened before that moment right and I was just like kind of analyzing all that shit my life didn't exactly flash before my eyes maybe it would have if I if we were actually crashing mm-hmm. but I sure thought about I sure thought a lot about my life yeah and coming out of that situation finally touching down perfect landing by the way yeah, yeah. That was probably the softest, most yeah, elegant, for, for, graceful. For, from my understanding, talking to agents uh, that next day, and we'll, we'll get to that, but people that saw the plane on the other side land, from my understanding, he basically, the pilot went as far away as possible to then turn around to kind of as slowly as possible just kind of glide down without like using the brakes or anything, just as slow as possible, humanly possible. And yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it was a, it was a great, incredible a great landing. The most perfect landing yeah. I've ever experienced on any aircraft yeah. in any region of the world. Yeah. It was just like like an angel descending, yeah. on, <laughs> right. descending on the clouds that we yeah. saw. That, that was, mm-hmm. and, then, and, then, and, then they, and then once we did land, they basically told us that they were waiting for a command for the people on the other side to give us a thumbs up if we were going to have to eject via the the slides like the yellow slides or if they were going to be able to i guess it was fine for them to like tow us to the gate which is eventually what they ended up doing which is towing us to the gate opposed to us like you know having to jump out of the plane onto the, the um, little yellow yeah, slide yeah and, you know, mm-hmm. walk to the gate um or hitch a ride yeah but yeah i mean when it touched down and then when the plane finally stopped the applause yeah <laughs> the eruption of of everyone bro just yeah. joy people were like yeah. fucking hallelujah yeah <laughs> it was, it was, no i was too man I was, it yeah. was literally hallelujah yeah. like you know we've heard those 
corny ass memes about like people standing up at the end of the flights and like clapping. Yeah. But that was a moment. That was a moment. For. Yeah. That was amazing. And then that's that's where it, it stopped being amazing. <laughs> you know, because then we got off and had to do some more logistical. Bullshit. Well, it, it's just like insane to think the amount of like things that go through your head when all that is happy, it, everything else in, in life becomes so doesn't mean anything. It's just fight or flight, you know? That's all you like, that's all in your head, you know? And then what you talked about the same You couldn't do either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but talking. I mean it was like then once we landed it became came back to the whole, you know, life situation of this and that, dates, things booked, blah blah blah. But but yeah, I mean, yeah. I think, is there anything else you want to add before we move on to the next section of, of, was, of the trip? That was a lot. That yeah. Was a lot. But no, it, but that was a lot. That whole thing was, like, insane. Like, you always, like, hear about stories or, like, see movies or, like, all this and that or, like, see the news of, like, th- these things happening and sort of, like, oh, that won't happen to me. Oh, that's exactly what I was thinking yeah. at the same time. It's like, damn, that, that was crazy. Yeah. That will never happen, though. Yeah. I'll never know what that's like. Yeah. And then I was saying, I was... Yeah, like. I was talking on video that before, like, I ever got on a plane when I was like 15, 16, I had like deep down anxiety or being scared of flying on an airplane, and I like had to get out of that habit. You know, when I when I lived here in Madrid, before I traveled every weekend in a plane, and I got over it. But I feel like this experience has reinstilled that my fright of flying on planes now, because mm-hmm. Jesus, it's that that same. No, this won't have happened to me. Stop, stop freaking out. And then it happening. And <laughs> it's just like, oh, shit. It could have been a whole lot worse. I mean, they told us at the end of the day that it was like a flat tire. You know? Yeah. Like some well, kind yeah. Of like- for, for basically, basically, what they described was that the machine alerted that the whole system was wrong and that it was an emergency. But the captain couldn't necessarily see what that was. And he didn't know for the longest until he communicated with um, ground base and told them that, it potentially might be the tires and that when we landed, which is why they were preparing us for brace and all that, is our we wouldn't be we wouldn't slide. We wouldn't we wouldn't roll with the tires. Like it would just be like a straight crash. Like skimmy in the dirt, just mm-hmm. you know, type of type of landing. Mm-hmm. Um but but according to what they said is when when the tires did come out and I think they said one of them was flat, but we didn't even feel it like it it was like fine. The most perfect landing ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in the end of the day, in the end of the day, it wasn't even like anything crazy with the plane. I think just the biggest thing was like we didn't know, and so much like, you know, fear and things were kind of built up and anxiety from what what it can be and what can lead to. But overall, in the long run, it wasn't anything crazy. But we didn't know that at the time, mm-hmm. which is why we prepared for all this and thinking that this was gonna happen, that was gonna happen. But, but yeah. Yep, uh, and it turned out. I was it ever a flat tire, because they ended up, they ended up taking us off the plane. Yeah, it took making us, off us the plane. wait while they inspected the plane, did a full sweep, and wanted to make sure that everything was a okay. The plane was a, we were supposed to get on a new plane, a couple hours later, mm-hmm. and they just resumed the flight. It'd only be delayed by a few hours, and so everyone was just like, okay, whatever, we'll get there at noon instead of at nine in the morning, mm-hmm. like what was planned. And then, you know, a couple hours turns into several hours, turns into many hours. 
And then finally at like past one in the morning, Dallas time, they tell us, uh, oh, half of every half of the passengers have been wiped from our boarding system. So we had to recheck <laughs> everyone in. So they recheck everyone in. That takes like another hour. Um, and that was like 11 o'clock when that happened. And it takes like an hour, yeah. two hours to check everyone back in. Mm-hmm. And we finally get back on the same plane, by the way. Yeah. And then we sit there for another hour. We don't move. Nothing happens. Just people walking up and down the aisles. Some people start arguing like, what the fuck is going on? It's been like eight hours. I'm thirsty. I'm hungry. My kids are thirsty. My kids are hungry. What's happening? Why aren't you telling us what's happening? To just an eventual cancellation. Yeah. And then everyone had to get the fuck off the flight. Everyone got a hotel. Everyone got a $12 meal voucher. (laughs) That didn't work. And we were all told to uh, go away. At like 2.30 a.m. when they decided to close the service desk. And they just gave like a general answer for everybody when there were so many questions to be asked. Um, so that sucked. Yeah. We lost, I mean, I was glad to be alive. Yeah. Yeah. But the fact that nothing was done about that and the attention to move on in such a way that kind of like disregarded what the fuck just happened on a flight and like, Oh, here's your meal voucher. I hope you forget about this. Here's your hotel. Enjoy it. Please don't sue me <laughs> or like, please don't whatever the fuck. Yeah. It was no. Yeah. So we ended up going on a later flight. We did it. Finally. And on that flight, God, did I. <laughs> I had a better feeling about it, but I was still pretty alert. Oh, really? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you took like another four melatonin. Yeah. So you're just like out <laughs> most of the time. I took more melatonin. Though, so I was like, I, I just want to sleep. But I was like, I was like looking around, you know, every time they made an announcement, I stopped my music and I like. Yeah. I pulled my ear out to listen. Mm-hmm. I was like, what's going on? What's going on? Yeah. I was very high alert. Maybe that's why I had trouble sleeping. Mm hmm. But, like, I would wake up and I'd check the flight map. Because you could see, like, the flight. Yeah. And, like, the, the live map on, like, a screen. I was, like, eyeing that shit. Like, where are we now? Are we beyond mm-hmm. where we were? Okay. What's going on? Yeah. Are we turning around? No. Okay. Are we keeping going? Cool. Everything seems quiet. Everything's in order. Nothing out of the ordinary was announced. Okay. So then we landed in London. And that was my first time in London the airport specifically but you know it still felt <laughs> it's so London it like a slice of the experience yeah and just kind of hanging out for a couple hours killing some time and then we take that flight to Madrid and then we finally landed an entire day later than we were supposed to yeah which was disappointing for us because we had lost out not only like things that we wanted to do but a couple of reservations yeah and we leave tomorrow as of the recording of this podcast but We've done a whole lot. To other places in Europe, not not back home. Yeah, yeah. We didn't go to Madrid for three days. <laughs> for the fucking weekend. No, no, no. We got other places to do. Yeah. And we'll talk about that experience once we uh, live yeah. those experiences. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, man. Let's we'll start with the first day. Getting to the airport and getting here. Cause yeah. Oh, we're trying to recap it like that? Like you mentioned, I don't know we did hit the ground running. <laughs> Honestly, it was, it was a rough trip because when we got here... Long story short, because of, of the cancellation and a new flight, we weren't here the first day, obviously, so we couldn't check into our hostel. Um, What's a hostel for people that don't know? A hostel is basically like a dormitory type of place where travelers can kind of pay for a bed to sleep in for a night. And it's usually very cheap in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're traveling on a budget, that's kind of the way to do it. 
but context while we were in our kind of canceled flight still back in the states i tried calling them to tell them like hey this is what happened our flight got canceled we're still stuck here we're flying tomorrow but given the time zone no maybe, one answered maybe yeah there was a 24 7 desk but whatever yeah but no one answered the point is no one answered the desk um and then by the time you know it's business hours here in madrid we were in the flight already in the air so we couldn't call anything but the point is when we got here went to the hostel and talked to the front desk to check in they were basically like oh you guys didn't check in yesterday so we gave away your rooms and then i said well we booked for because we booked we booked for like four days like what do you mean like you gave away all our rooms for the four days and and they were like yeah and i was like and we were just kind of confused like we had bought in all the days already like all the days were like purchased and they just gave them away but we were basically like after this whole journey and so many like cancel things delayed flays layovers finally made it to madrid and the first thing we hear is that we don't have a place to stay that night <laughs> so i'm there and i like started doing research and we find the airbnb and like luckily like sh- strike of luck like that guy is willing to meet us there it was like 11 12 no it was like 11 30 uh, p.m at that point but he was willing to come meet us here like at 12 30 a.m because he lived an hour away to I come mean, open up the apartment for us it's and, a good thing the city doesn't fucking sleep yeah that's true it literally does no it's just active the entire yeah. night mm-hmm. you know someone's five in the morning here is like 10 p.m right where we're from mm-hmm and it's just active all throughout the night and people are just up and about just doing things like i kind of mentioned earlier you know, time doesn't seem to have a meaning here <laughs> it's just like oh it's this time okay whatever people are just doing we're stuff just gonna keep going until we're tired yeah and then we'll just keep doing it once again when we're not and yeah no yeah stroke of luck for sure it's the place where we're currently standing in right now yeah and i like it better yeah honestly we actually got a pretty good deal here but life you know i guess things are meant to be i guess <laughs> some things truly are yeah i keep but, thinking about that you know it's like like the shifting in perspective and like trying to like put everything into view what matters to you right now because like you mentioned earlier in that moment none of this bullshit mattered our reservation did not matter our bags did not matter our trip did not matter know, the car i've been wanting to buy did not matter yeah nothing nothing fucking mattered except mm-hmm. like the person next to me, the people around me, my family, my memories, my life, up to this moment. Yeah, there's like, yeah. And like, what did that? What did all of that mean? You know, what did that all that mean to me? I think that's the biggest thing I'm taking from this trip. It's not even the trip in general, but the the flight here. Like, it's just yeah. I've never come to face to something like that ever in my life. And there's only, I don't know, a few amount of things that pop into my head in that time that I thought I was going to potentially die. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think that's what matters. And I think that's... Hopefully, no one has to go through experience like that to kind of get that realization or that kind of, like... I mean, I always deep down knew that that's what matters, but I never, like, really clicked, like, hey, really, there really is nothing else that matters other than this. Like, Hopefully, y'all don't have to get an experience like that to see that. But, yeah, there's really nothing else that matters other than that. Mm-hmm. You know the people that came to mind, the 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 things in life, the 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 feelings I have about things, or the want or need of doing this or that, and you know that was enough. Or 
I'm content with what I've accomplished mm-hmm. so far. You know, it, there's just a lot of thoughts that pop into your head. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if if anything, I, what what we're spewing about is basically a a big reminder to anyone that's listening to you know to be somebody to <laughs> <laughs> or be somebody, but also you know life is short. Tell the people you love you love them and be your life's too short to be happy follow your passions follow your dreams mm-hmm. yeah take the fucking risk bro yeah within reason like we've talked about like we've been building up this entire like second season <laughs> why is it like second <laughs> season because we're always talking about like are we starting a season or are we oh right right right, right, right yeah. new phase of the podcast mm-hmm. but you know always growing yeah. always learning mm-hmm. and right in that moment I thought okay that was good. Yeah. It's good enough. Mm-hmm. And if there's another life, well, we'll keep trying in that one too. Damn. And I was like, Ugh. <laughs> I like this one though. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. I think we're so shook, honestly. Like it's. I I I, I, I don't I think like we... it, I feel like it dissociated for a little while. Yeah. After that happened, I, I was like trying to kind of keep yeah. it at a distance because I was just still so fucking tired and so focused on just like trying to get to where I needed to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I was looking forward to this trip. Let me vacation. Damn it. And now it's like, <laughs> and then life is like, no, think about. And now that, we, now that we've had the chance to slow down, we can relax and just like, we're, we're out here in these beautiful streets and just like enjoying good food. Yeah. And I'm just like sitting down at tables on, on the street and talking to cool people and seeing all these like amazing things. And um, now that we get to slow down is when this is starting to like kind of, come back to me like processing all of that and I don't feel like it's not taking over me mm-hmm. you know I can totally get past it on my own it's just that was a lot it was a lot yeah I don't think I'll fully process what happened and what that means to me but it was a lot if I do feel like I need to talk to somebody I will yeah because that's definitely important for right anything. I just feel like, you know, we made it. At the very end, we made it. And we thought about it a lot. And as horrible as it was, it was, you know, the good, a good chance to recalibrate, you know, reprioritize, yeah. reevaluate, and center in. So. All right, let's not end it in a sad note. All right, talk no, about no. talk about your, your Madrid so far. You're so, you're positive. So sick. Yeah, everyone's gonna come here. <laughs> All right, top top. What was your favorite thing we did today? Did today was. Uh, I mean, I did get kind of tired of following you around shopping. That was that was pretty. That was kind of a. Bummer. It was cool seeing a yeah. sightseeing. Just like these streets are so awesome. Like with their. They're buildings that you know they're high, but they're not skyscrapers, and they're kind of close together. So it's like narrow alleys, you know, narrow streets, and just people on both sides and open plazas. That was like that was an awesome day. It was so sunny, partly cloudy, so it wasn't like excessively hot, and it just felt good to be outside. Mm-hmm. And everyone felt that. I can tell that they felt that way too. Yeah. So then after that, it was just like, what are we seeing next? Where are we going next? What are we eating? Ooh, what's this? Right. Let's go over here. Oh, tell me, uh, tell me a story about this place. What did you like about that? Seeing the park was awesome. There's a big park here. Everything yeah. said it's kind of reminding him of uh, 
of uh, Central Park in Manhattan. It's just like one big natural area where people congregate. Uh, and yeah, it was a lot. It was massive. Yeah. We did a lot today, man. We, we covered a lot. I want to see how many steps I took today. Yeah, my feet are killing me. As we're, we're, as you guys can't see, but we're literally standing right now, and I'm like, I'm like barely standing up right now. My legs are destroyed, but yeah, it's. I think for me, I mean, we talked about it, and, and um, I'm gonna kind of repeat it. Um, it's interesting being back after three years of, of me sitting abroad here, and I was telling him how, and you know, maybe it's because of what just happened. We were just talking about that I feel this way, but it's just. It's weird being back because this place like holds such a special place in my heart because it was such a big transformative experience for me of, of who I am and, and what I wanted to be back then and, and kind of pushing towards, you know, following this or that. And and basically a lot of those experiences came from not just the location here, but by the people that were here staying brought away with me. And it's weird being back and being just at the location but with not those people, you know? Mm-hmm. And it kind of feels like, in a sense, I want to say ghost town, but it feels like the memory of, of what once was, but not it's, it's not it anymore, you know? And that's not to say that I'm not having a good time. It's just tough being back in the same streets and being not having those people there, you know? But it's I'm so glad to be back, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. It, overall, I'm so happy to be here, though, and I'm glad I'm here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. it just gets you thinking, yeah. I love seeing the museum. There's an awesome museum of art here called the Prado. And walking in, I didn't expect to see all the art that I did because I, I went into it blind. I didn't research yeah. the, I haven't researched the museum before I stepped inside. So I didn't know there was Goya. I didn't know there was Velasquez. I didn't know that we were about to see masterworks. Yeah, of masterworks. That exact, you know, prestige. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, those like, sought after priceless works of art just absolutely beautiful and just like seeing them in person and realizing how big or how small some of them are actually the size didn't even fucking matter well some of them did like the 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 one of Velasquez that we walked in and it literally took up so much of the room and it's kind of already such an out there piece that just captivates you and Mm -hmm. it being so big and large just pulls you in even more you know and even like the opposite for like Goya is like a uh, painting. It's a lot smaller, but it's a lot even more darker and scarier. That's what, that's what I kind of like mean to say, you know, like whether it had been a big painting or a small painting, mm-hmm. just the very fact that we were able to see those two paintings and the effect that it has on you, like the gravity of right. the scene, mm-hmm. of the work, of what it meant to both the artist and what it means to people now, today. And it's like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> this is beautiful. Yeah. This is awesome. And just like walking around the city, everyone's just having a good time. The smiles on their faces. It's so bustling over here. Just like walk down, take the metro. It's one of my, I think the only time I've ever taken an underground transportation system is in New York City. Mm-hmm. The metro system. Yeah. And that's really cool. You know a lot about this place too. Because you were like, oh, it's the next stop. Oh, it's only like three stops. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. It's good to be back. Like it, like Amadeo see me kind of like search my brain for like <laughs> memories. Uh, but like I like remember everything but being back and actually walking the street and being like it's this corner right and then being like yeah it's this one or being like ah oh, shit actually it was the next one you know mm-hmm. um, but it's super cool like being back and like re yeah it's just cool it's cool being back I'm glad to be back this is yeah I'm sad we're leaving tomorrow but 
don't know. That's the only thing that, you know, we regret, you know. Well, not regret, but I just wish we would have had more time. Yeah. You know, the plan was to, like to be here for the whole weekend and then we'd go hop to another country and right. spend a couple days there and then separate possibly and then see some other countries mm-hmm. and then return here for one final day and fly home. Yeah. So we'll be, I could, I'm excited to be back, bro. I'm excited to be back. That, that full day back. <laughs> it's going to be a Monday night too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The city gets down in a unique way on Mondays. From what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think it's a good way to, to end the episode. It's getting late. We need to start packing, but. That's true. Yeah, we'll. Um, yeah, we we'll, love you. We'll, we'll pick it up in the next one. Um, yeah, if you can take anything again from the episode, is, you know, tell the people that matter in your life that they matter and mm-hmm. say yes to what your brain has been telling you no to. Yeah. And remember and, what matters to you. Yeah. Keep that at heart, close to heart. Uh, don't ever let go of it. The reasons why you tick, the reasons why you feel good, the reasons why uh, you want to keep going. And uh, not to tell you how to live your life. It's just, there's so much about it that's important. Yeah. And sometimes it gets kind of uh, blurred behind the daily distractions, big or small. So lots of love to everybody out there uh, coming at you from Madrid, Spain. What do they say over here? <laughs> no, we're, no, we're not going to say that. We're not doing that. All right. Peace. Take care. See you in the next one. <laughs> Bye, everybody.